0: hi welcome to this is what democracy sounds like i'm kevin Prang. this program is a presentation of metropolitan congregations united mcu is a community organization that brings together religious congregations community groups and individuals to work for a common purpose to create a better life for all residents of the region we work at the intersection of race economy political power gender, and the structures of repression at work within us individually, within our organizations, and within the community. We are working towards building people's control of the government, building community control of the economy, expanding the public sphere, and creating structural racial equity. Today, our guest is Jay Johnson. Jay is the lead census organizer at Metropolitan Congregations United. Today, we're going to be talking about a new initiative called Community Ambassadors. Welcome, Jay. Good morning, thanks for having me. Good, and first of all, how are you doing? Are you staying safe?
1: Yes, absolutely. We've been at home,
0: self-isolating, enjoying our family time. How Good. about you? Same here. I've seen more of my house in the last week than I have previously, so. <laughs> now I know Same the, here. Now I know all the things I wanna change, so. <laughs> um, so let's get started. What is this new program, The Community Ambassadors?
1: So the Community Ambassador Program is essentially, uh, we're recruiting volunteers from the community to call and check in on our regional seniors to do wellness checks, as well as inquire if they've completed their census.
0: So how did this project come about? What was the necessity?
1: Well, initially we planned to go out and physically canvass and knock on doors in communities, not just with seniors, but to affected communities they usually have a low response score. However, with COVID-19 and the stay at home orders, it forced us to kind of change how we did our operations. Um, We noticed that one of the probably most vulnerable populations were our seniors who were either sick and shut in, or they didn't have anyone to check in on them, or maybe they just didn't drive. So we wanted to, first all, make sure that they were okay and they had any of the needed resources that they might need. And then second, just to remind them that, you know, the census is still going and it is still important for them to complete it.
0: Originally, when were we planning to actually go out and go door to door? How does this sort of line up with what original plans were?
1: So our original plan was to go door to door, but instead now we're doing a phone bank. So we're still calling um, those places that we plan to go door to door, but now we're just doing a virtual canvas versus a physical
0: one. Okay. Okay, good. Um, So we're talking about the census. Um, It may be a little awkward trying to get to that point, but how important is it to be talking about the census right now during this time of crisis? It's still very important
1: to talk about the census right now. So many things that are important right now depend on census funding and data. For example, the number of hospitals, the number of ventilators that might be needed. Um, Even now in the toilet paper, how do stores know how much toilet paper to order? Well, they're looking at census data is in regards to the population size, So, you know, if they think, oh, there's only a population of 20, we only need two rolls of, two packages of toilet paper versus if there's 200, well, maybe we, now we need 20. So all those things are definitely important. They all play into the importance of the census.
0: That's a good reminder that businesses actually use this data also and they yes. get into it um, to make business decisions then.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Yes, those businesses do get into the census. They do use the census rather to make those business decisions to decide how much of anything that they should order, or even if they should open a store in a location. I know, especially in North County, um, we had Shop and Save close three stores, and Snooks uh, kept their stores open. So now, where it used to have five grocery stores, now only has two.
0: Mm. So that makes a big impact on on resources if if they think no it one's definitely there. Definitely makes a big impact. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, so why, again, are we concentrating on seniors? The, the Going out and canvassing was going to hit a whole bunch of different people. Why are we concentrating on seniors?
1: Well, we're still planning to call or phone canvas um, the same areas and talk. hopefully talk to everyone. But right now, because of COVID-19 and we understand that seniors are one of the most hardest hit populations, we do want to perform those wellness checks on them. So the community ambassador program is kind of dual pronged. It's, of course, to talk about the census and ask people if they've completed it, but also to really perform those wellness checks on those households and make sure that they have the things that they need. Okay, First and point. foremost, as we spoke about at MCU during your introduction, you know, we're a program, of, we're a community organization that brings together congregations, community groups, and individuals to create a better life. And you can't have a good life if you don't have the resources you need.
0: Right, right. It, and that, that relationship building seems to be key to, to everything we do. How, how important is that to community organizing? And, and uh, we're, we're sort of asking soft questions now, but that's going to lead towards activating folks later.
1: Yes. So the relationship building is definitely important with the organizing just because people tend to want to work with you if they have a relationship, if they have a rapport that's built with you. So getting people involved in something like phone canvassing can definitely lead up to something more uh, down the line, such as them becoming a leader in their community.
0: And I think it's going to be easier to find some volunteers because I think people right now are looking for ways that they can help. We're stuck at home. Yeah. But, but people really have this heart for, I want to do something, I want to make sure my neighbors are okay, make sure our, our congregation members are okay, and this is going to allow them to do it from, from where they're at. So in practice, how how is this going to happen? Uh, in past campaigns, you know, we would make call center, we'd have call centers, we'd gather one one place. So how how will the logistics happen? Oh
1: yeah, yeah. So what we've kind of been forced to really think outside the box this time. So what we're doing now is uh, we're using Van, which is the Voter Access Network to kind of organize the phone bank systems. But then instead of people actually gathering in a location or in an office building, if you will, we're having people use their own laptops at home and their own phones, and they're able to phone bank from home. So they can still have their community outreach, they can still have their community engagement, but they can do it in a safe way, which includes their self-isolation at home.
0: And you had mentioned making the calls from home. how does that work with Van and are are the the people receiving the calls going to be seeing personal phone numbers?
1: So um we're working on getting a predictive dialer, which is basically what any call center would use. So that way those people who are volunteering aren't they are using their own personal phones, but they won't be sharing their phone numbers.
0: Okay, so it 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 keeps some, some privacy from from that. Yes. Okay, excellent. And so <coughs> MCU is gonna be looking for volunteers. Um First of all, what what kind of people are we looking for and what are the requirements for them to participate?
1: Sure. We're looking for anyone who has a spirit of service. So if you're able, if you're willing rather to call and check on our seniors and community members, that's the first uh, requirement. You have to be friendly and be willing to uh, speak with people. After that, you just need to have a cell or landline and then a um, device that can be connected to the internet, whether it's a tablet, a laptop, or a PC.
0: Okay, excellent. And and I've been in the the call centers before, and it's it's a little bit intimidating when you first start it up. But once you get going, and once you start connecting with people, it it really the time flies, and you find that you're talking with people about things that they care about.
1: Absolutely, and our script is written so that way it sounds like a conversation. It's not written to where it's a um, information exchange or it's. You know, it's just people talking at you and they're trying to sell you something. We're really wanting to establish those relationships in the community. And we've built the script as such.
0: Okay. So this is really going to be an exercise in listening also. Um, Absolutely. With, with things upended as much as they are, what if a volunteer actually gets somebody that needs some legitimate help and, and they need to put them in touch with somebody?
1: Sure. So we're actually working with the Agency on Aging. And a lot of people know that it's Meals on Wheels as well as the United Way to refer seniors and households to them if they do need services. So we've also um, set up a form for follow-up if we do have seniors who need something and it's a very acute need. So we are making sure, we're not just calling people and checking on them and then saying, oh, thanks for talking to me. Right, right. It's more of we're able to refer them to the needed resources as well as um, keep track of who needs what.
0: And I would imagine uh, at a time of isolation like this, uh, you know, uh, people are just going to end up in conversations a lot of times. Um, Mm -hmm. It's going to be a little bit different than get out the vote calls.
1: Yes, a little bit different than that. (laughs) These are more conversational. It's more um, of a listening call as well. We're not trying to get them to do anything other than, of course, fill out their census. But we find a lot of seniors have already done it. But um, we're not necessarily trying to get them to do anything. We're just really genuinely checking in on them and seeing how they're doing and if they
0: need anything. Okay, excellent. So if someone's interested in being a community ambassador and participating, what do they need to do?
1: Um, So they would just send me an email at jjai excuse me, at mcusto.com with their name, their email, and a phone number.
0: Okay, excellent. And you'll be having training sessions?
1: Yes, so I've held two training sessions already this week, and then I'll have two next week on Monday and Wednesday. So if you email me, you know, this weekend or Monday or Tuesday, I can definitely get you in a training session, and you can start making calls next week.
0: Okay, excellent. And uh, I think we'll definitely try to share this conversation online. We'll we'll also share some links on Facebook and and things along those lines too. Um, and I know our church, uh, Peace United Church of Christ in Webster Groves, is is planning on participating. We're going to. Uh, try to get some people together to talk about this and try to recruit people next Wednesday. So hopefully we can we can send some folks your way very soon. Awesome. So let's talk a little bit, about, uh, let's remind folks about what the census is and, and why we do this. Um, sure. Again, what is the census and why are we doing this?
1: So the census is a count that's done every 10 years of every person that lives in the United States. Young, old, male, female, documented, undocumented. You speak English, you don't speak English, it doesn't matter, you all count. And so it's done once every 10 years to determine apportionment of representation as well as resources.
0: Okay, and with the disruption uh, with COVID-19, how has that affected deadlines for the census?
1: Well, they've definitely started pushing back some things, so they they won't be sending out people to go door to door until mid-May instead of May 1st. However, that self-response deadline has not changed, people are still encouraged to self-respond by April 30th.
0: Okay, excellent. I know we've already received two notices uh, in the last two weeks. So my wife and I need to get online and we need to get that filled out. So I'm as guilty You're as anybody else right now. <laughs> so please do. Yeah. Um, uh, th- and if I remember, they're, they're going to be sending out notices almost every week until until that yes. deadline,
1: right? <clears throat> and then if you have not completed your census, I believe at the end of this week, the next mailing will include a paper questionnaire for people who have not completed their census online or by phone. So there's no reason why you can't complete your census. You can go online, you can go on the phone, or you can wait on your paper questionnaire.
0: Okay, excellent. Um so, is this also put sort of a damper on participation? I know this, the bureau was, Census Bureau was also doing, like, counts of residencies and having people going around neighborhoods, and, and now, I assume, even that has had to come to a halt from the Census Bureau.
1: Well, they weren't going to start going door-to-door until May 1st, okay. and they pushed that back until May 15th. So that's really the biggest change. The other thing is um, reminding the college students that they should complete the census and they need to be counted where they usually live. We know you're at home with mom and dad, but you should be counted where you go to school at because it's where you usually would be on April 1st.
0: So that that's that's actually a good question. So um, census documents are being sent to, to campus residents then?
1: Well, the campuses are counted a little bit differently. They're counted under what's called group quarters. So the administrators have already worked to make sure that they count for all, that they account, excuse me, for all of the students who would normally or typically reside on campus. This is more so for the students who live off campus and they're like, you know what, nothing's going on at school. I'm going to go home. So if you're usually going to be, if you usually live in Rolla and you stay off campus, but you've come back to St. Louis because of everything, you still need to respond as if you live in Rolla. Okay, excellent. Excellent.
0: Um, are, are there any other things that the, uh, the outbreak is, is hampered? What are we looking at? I guess the real key here is that this could really hamper participation, and we sort of have to double our efforts.
1: But it shouldn't hamper participation. Everybody's at home.
0: <laughs> With lots of time on their hands.
1: With lots of time on their hands, right. so it's really important and what the Census Bureau has really been doing is pushing self-response, because that's the easiest option. It's yeah. easy to do at home. It takes less than 10 minutes for you to complete for the entire household.
0: And just a reminder, you had mentioned this a little bit before, there is no citizenship question on the census no. this year?
1: No, there is no citizenship question on the census this year or any other year before. Okay, so, no, no citizenship.
0: Um, If someone wants to find out more about the census in general, where should they look?
1: So they can go to 2020census.gov and that'll give you all the information you need um, about completing the census. There's an informational video that will walk you through it. And then we did find that the census application as far as completing your 2020 decennial census, it's pretty intuitive and pretty easy. It doesn't take long, it's easy to follow through. Um, it's almost foolproof. It's, it's really easy and fun to use almost something I have been telling my families that have teenagers is to let the teenagers fill it out for the family. So that way they get that exposure as well. They,
0: they can drive,
1: they can drive, they can complete the census right. for the house.
0: Right. will will when we're making these calls, are, are we going to be also prepared that if somebody has a question about the census, we can, we can step them through a little bit.
1: Um, I hadn't, um, I gave all of the volunteers a quick overview about the census, just letting them know about the funding and why it's important. Um, and then most of my volunteers have already completed their census as well, so they can definitely answer those kind of troubleshooting questions about, well, how do I get started?
0: And they're just also gonna, going to... Go ahead. I was going to say just a, a testimonial of how easy it is type of thing.
1: Yes. Yes, yeah. it's very easy. And then the the script that the uh, canvassers are also using are our community ambassadors, if you will... Are using also has the information to where they can direct people to the census website as well as the phone number
0: okay, excellent. Do you have any other key points that you want to get out about our effort or the census um, anything that that I've missed in this conversation?
1: <laughs> yeah it's just really important to remind people to complete their census I mean at this time, more than any, it's, it's very important that people complete their census. There could be dire consequences if you're, if you're not completing it. So many people are concerned about, you know, oh, will the hospitals be overwhelmed? Or, you know, will we have enough groceries or enough tele- toilet paper or things of that nature? And those things all depend on census. So it's that important to complete your census. Everything around you could almost be tied to the census.
0: Excellent, and then also tied to that is this is 2020. It's an election year. A lot of seats are going to be up for re-election. The the this data goes into determining determining districts, and I'll I'll throw out a reminder there also for another effort that MCU has. um, You know, two years ago we we helped get Clean Missouri passed in the state of Missouri. Uh, So the data collected this year will affect the redistricting um, that was. that was changed or the, the process that was changed by Clean Missouri. So it kind of all ties in and also keep an eye out on, on what goes on at the, uh, at the state level as far as repealing Clean Missouri or making changes to that. This is a big year. It, when, the yes. numbers, when the numbers come in, it's gonna have an effect for a decade.
1: Yes, and I think you should also remind people, or people need to also be reminded that the census determines representation. So in 2010, Missouri lost a seat. In 2020, if we don't have an accurate count, we'll lose another. So it's that important to make sure that you're counted. Make your voice be heard.
0: Okay, excellent. And one more time, uh, give us your contact information so folks can reach out to you.
1: Sure, you can give me an email at j, j a i, at m c u s t l dot com.
0: Okay, excellent. And obviously uh, continue to go to uh, uh, check in with us at MCU for other activities. I want to thank our guest today, Jay Johnson, the lead census organizer at MCU. To learn more about MCU, go to Metropolitan Congregations United website at mcustlewis.org. Also be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram for news and events. Uh, We hopefully will be having information. We usually have a uh, fundraiser coming up in the spring with, uh, it's a party with bands uh, called Jammin' for Justice. That's gonna have to be a little different this year because we can't get together, so we're working on those plans. And if you wanna participate with us, uh, join us for one of our our events. We have uh, teams working on different aspects of social justice within the St. Louis area. You can find out details on that on our website, on our social media outlets. We'll plug you in right away. We've been meeting by, by Zoom and other means um, over the internet the last couple of weeks, and we're excited about, about trying to do social justice in a different way right now. So that pretty much wraps things up. I'm Kevin Prang, and you have been listening to This Is What Democracy Sounds Like. Tune in again next time, and thank you for listening.